always when we pray, asking the Lord to, to speak to us, to speak to our hearts. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, rouse our hearts. We give you permission to do what you desire, and that our hearts and minds and souls may be fertile soil, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures for us. Reveal to us the face of Jesus. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. My homily this morning won't be saying anything that you've never heard me say before. Just some very simple fundamental truths that the longer I'm a priest, the, the more I'm convinced that we just need to hear it over and over and over. I know that I need to hear it over and over and over. As Jesus was being crucified, they were mocking him. The chief priests, the scribes, those crucified with him, and the crowds were mocking him. One of the things they were saying, he said, let him come down from the cross, and then we will believe him. He saved others, he cannot save himself. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he wants him, for he said, I am the Son of God. If you are the Son of God, then come down from that cross. They're mocking him. And this mocking is actually the fundamental temptation that Jesus faced. Not the mocking itself, but the lie of the enemy. And it's the fundamental temptation that we all face. And what is this? We, we go back to at the beginning of Lent. We read the gospel passage immediately after Jesus' baptism. It says the Spirit led him into the desert to be tempted by Satan. And if you remember that fundamental temptation, the fundamental temptation, if you are the Son of God, then turn the stones into bread. Right? If you are the Son of God, then throw yourself off of this parapet. The fundamental temptation is God is not a loving Father, and you are not His beloved Son. You cannot trust Him. You see, He has, he has led you into this desert to starve you. You cannot trust Him. Take matters into your own hands. Because God is not trustworthy. He is a tyrant. He is an absent father. He is cruel. He does not care about you. Or you know what? Maybe, maybe God is good, but, but you are so bad, right, that he doesn't care about you. He has rejected this fundamental temptation of the identity of God as Father, and then therefore our identity as sons and daughters. And this is Jesus experiencing himself for us 
on the cross. Because that first temptation, it says, St. Luke tells us that after the temptations, right, the enemy left Jesus for a time. And he returns during his passion. He returns. Jesus, we read in the beginning, in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? In his human mind, in his human heart, he did not, he was human. The desire not to suffer. Father, if this cup can pass for me, that he prays three times in desperation, but in complete surrender to the Father. Not my will be done, but yours, Father. Why? Because he trusted. And as his passion is going, the temptation does not leave. And we see it just pointedly in this mocking. If you are the Son of God, then come off the cross, right? Save yourself. Why? You know what? Because the Father has abandoned you on the cross. And Jesus, we know, was not abandoned. But in his human mind and in his human heart, he felt it. He had his own cry. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? This was in no way a lack of faith. But this was in this moment the feeling, the emotion, right, of feeling this way. The temptation. And temptation is not sin. It is when we willfully give ourselves over to it that it becomes sin. But on this, right, Jesus is being tempted. God is not a loving father. You are not a son. And therefore, he has you on this cross, and you are dying. What about us? In this pandemic, there are so many things that we're feeling. People you know and love who have died. People you know and love who are suffering greatly. Maybe you yourself, the people you know and love who are serving in the hospitals tirelessly, putting themselves in danger out of love, and they're exhausted. Maybe you have lost your job. Maybe you're a business owner who is feeling the weight of that. Maybe, again, you're a student and and, and you're like, okay, I thought this online school thing was going to be okay, but this is just not working for me. Maybe you've been isolated so long from others as we're, we're as a community trying to, to protect each other, and you're just going crazy. Maybe in the midst of this time, you realize, like, gosh, I've just fallen into deep sin. Where is the Lord in this? When is this going to end? And we can, be, we can be experiencing the same temptation as Jesus. You know, like, like I, I can't even be at mass. Like, are you kidding me? What, what is going on? Has God abandoned me? Has, has the church abandoned me? Like, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? The temptation is present. And so we look at Jesus on the cross. And what does he say? He makes an act of faith. A complete Surrender to the Father in the midst of immensity of suffering. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. 
Father, I trust you. And this act of faith is not driven by emotion. We've heard the emotion of Jesus. And it is not warm and fuzzy. This act of faith, and what faith primarily is, is an act of the will. It is knowing God, right? Jesus says, Father, Father, like I know the truth. I know who you are. You are not a tyrant. You have not left me abandoned. I am not orphaned. You are Father, and I am Son. And so therefore, I surrender myself into your hands with complete confidence, even on the cross. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is inviting us into his prayer right now. This, this is our moment, and this is our prayer as we're experiencing this temptation. All temptation, the Catechism tells us, is ultimately a lack of trust in God, and then therefore disobedience. But we see Jesus' obedience, as St. Paul tells us in Philippians, he was obedient even unto death, death on the cross. He trusted the Father. How did he trust the Father? Because he knew him. How did he know him? Because of his prayer. The intimate relationship he shared with the Father. Whether we're in a pandemic or not, our lives need to be rooted in an intimate relationship with the Father. This is not something we need to create on our own because by our baptism, the Holy Spirit comes within us. And the Holy Spirit teaches us to pray, Scripture says. We do not know how to pray as we should in Romans, but, but the Holy Spirit intercedes within us according to the will of God. And so Jesus is not just teaching us how to pray, but he's actually inviting us into his prayer. That's what real Christian prayer is not imitating Jesus, it's participating in Jesus' prayer, in Jesus' relationship with the Father by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. So if you say you don't know how to pray, good. I don't know either. And so praise God that he, he prays within us, invites us into his prayer. So, in order to trust the Father, we need to know him. We can only know him we have a relationship with him in prayer. So practically, I'm going to say what I always say. We have to spend time with him daily. Many of you, not all of you, but many of you have, have more time for prayer now than you have before. And so I normally tell people, if you're not praying yet, take 10 minutes a day. Well, but I'm going to invite you now, if you have that time, then 20 minutes twice a day. Again, if a family situation, uh, you know, try to tag team for each other, uh, whatever it may be, but we need to be spending quiet time, like blocking out the noise, quiet time with the Lord, with the scriptures. On a practical level, how do you do it? There's, there, Father Josh Johnson has a beautiful, simple five-minute video on Lexio Divina. You just Google Lexio Divina, Father Josh, and it's there. Simple method of praying with prayer. Ignatian Meditation, Father Gallagher, has many tips for us. Acts of faith throughout the day. And I invite you to read the beginning of the Catechism section on prayer. Just a few pages. So rich. So beautiful. But essentially coming down to this. When we are suffering, the fundamental temptation that the enemy presses in upon us and mocks us. God is not a father. And you are not a son. And you are not a daughter. And he has left you alone. Therefore, all you have is your own power to 
try to fix this situation. And all that does is incite fear within us, anxiety, and cause us to make bad decisions. And so let us, like Jesus, pray for the grace of faith and trust in the Father. To seek to get to know Him through His Word deeply. And our prayer with Him, assisted by the Holy Spirit, especially in this holy week, so that every moment of our life, even in the midst of suffering, even when we don't feel it, especially when we don't feel it, that we can say with Jesus, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And the truth is, Jesus died. So when we say, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit, it doesn't mean our immediate situation is going to magically get better at that moment. What it does mean is that no matter what happens, the Father will raise us up to be with Him. We will have deeper communion with Him here. And then ultimately the gates of heaven will be open for us. So that we could be with Jesus, obedient even unto death. He says, because of that, God highly exalted Him. And the Lord, too, will raise us up to be with Him. Because he is a loving father who never leaves us alone. In the midst of our suffering, Father, give us the grace to say, into your hands, we, I, commend my spirit.